Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 752, and we'll look at Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. Let's read our passage. Summoning his twelve disciples, he gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus. Simon, the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, not as a history lesson, not as a biography, but a gospel. Gospel means good news. The good news that Jesus is more than just a historical figure. He's the Son of God, the Messiah, promised throughout the Old Testament. He's writing to a Jewish audience to convince them that Jesus is the Messiah and should be the object of their faith. He's presenting the teaching, preaching, and healing ministry of Jesus. We just completed a series of miracles healings, and he's back in the section of teaching. We have these five discourses in Matthew, the discourses extended session of teaching. And so the first discourse was the discourse on discipleship. That was the Sermon on the Mount. This is the discourse on mission, and it goes from chapter 9, verse 35, to chapter 11, verse 1. We started this last time. And there we saw the crowds. They were like sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus looked at them with compassion. And he said, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. So that was kind of the introduction to this discourse. And then here he's gathering his disciples to give the actual teaching. So chapter 10, verse 1, summoning his 12 disciples. He gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and heal every disease and sickness. So it says summoning his 12 disciples. That's a different word than used to like enlist or the initial calling. So this is the 12 exist already as a group. And so he's basically saying, hey, you guys, you 12 guys come here. So he summons them to himself. Matthew uses the word disciples. Now, very distinguished crowds from disciples. Crowds are just the people. They're interested because they're people hanging out around Jesus, even following him around to a certain degree, but they're not followers in that they haven't completely bought in yet. And so you have the crowds. They're interested, but they're not committed. Then you have disciples. These are the ones who are the actual followers of Jesus, those that are committed to Jesus. And then you have the term, the 12, where it is the 12 apostles listed, a specific group of disciples. Now, when Matthew uses the word disciples, sometimes he's referring to the broader category of followers of Jesus. Sometimes he's referring to the 12. And that's where the context has to tell you which he's referring to. It says he gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and heal every disease and sickness. Notice he didn't give them any medical training. He gave them authority. That was the big thing in showing the miracles, the miraculous healings and 
other miracles over nature and even over death to show the authority of Jesus. He did these things through his authority. And here he gives authority to his disciples to do these same things. Now we saw in Jesus' ministry, it's the teaching, preaching, and healing ministry. This is specifically the healing and the driving out unclean spirits part of that ministry. Next time, we'll see him assigning them the preaching ministry. And then we don't see them really doing the teaching ministry until after Jesus is dead. We see the disciples taking on the ministry of Jesus. Then verse 2, these are the names of the twelve apostles. Let's pause there. It's kind of an echo from Numbers 1, 5, where Moses is organizing things, and God tells Moses, I'm assigning a leader from each of the twelve tribes. And it says, and these are their names. They were specifically to be assistants to Moses to lead the people. So why twelve apostles? Well, likely because there were twelve tribes of Israel. And so here you have this phrase that's used in Numbers. And here it uses the term apostles. Now, this is the only place in Matthew you see the word apostles. An apostle can have two different meanings. It literally, as a word, it means one is sent out as a messenger with authority, like a delegate, a representative. Or it can be used as an office, the twelve apostles. Now, which is he using here? Because he is summoning them and sending them out. So it, it could be either way. He is sending them out, and this discourse is to prepare them to go out on this mission he's sending them on. But also it's Matthew writing all this after the fact, looking back, everybody knows the twelve apostles. So I think it's kind of used in, in both ways here, because he's referring to the twelve. Matthew only uses that word here. Mark only uses it twice. Luke uses it six times. Now, Matthew lists them in pairs. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. We saw these four back in chapter 4 of Matthew, verses 18 to 22, where Jesus is calling them, saying, Come, and I'll make you fishers of men. We see these two pairs of brothers. There's four places where you have lists of apostles in the New Testament. Matthew here, then Mark chapter 3, Luke chapter 6, and Acts chapter 1. And these lists are mostly the same, but with some subtle differences. And the first four names are always the same. Not always in the same order. Matthew gives them here in order of the two sets of brothers, Peter and Andrew, and then James and John. Luke does it the same way with the two sets of brothers, but Mark and Acts list Peter, John, and James first, and then tack Andrew, because Peter, James, and John are this inner circle of three who are with Jesus on some specific occasions, such as the Transfiguration or when Jesus takes them a little bit further in the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. So this first group of four, the three of them, are that inner circle. But there are also these two sets of brothers. 
Now, all 12 of them, Matthew gives as pairs. Now, we see in Mark 6, Jesus sent them out in pairs. Is this perhaps the pairs he sent them in? We don't know. Mark says they went out in pairs. We don't say what the pairs are. But they're divided into three groups of four. And in all four places, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Acts, the names in each group of four are the same. And the first one is the same in each group of four. So Simon Peter is first name in the first group. Philip, first name in the second group. James, the son of Alphaeus, is the first name in the third group. Is it perhaps showing some kind of organization where Jesus basically put him in these three groups with a leader of each group? And we're not told that anywhere, but just the way they list it, it's interesting. But Matthew does say, first, Simon, who is called Peter. Simon does become the leader of the group of 12. And every one of the lists has Simon Peter listed first. Verse 3, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus. Thaddeus is used in Matthew and Mark, but there's Judas, the brother of James, in Luke and Acts. They appear to be the same person. Thaddeus basically means beloved, so he could be referred to as Judas the Beloved, to distinguish him from Judas Iscariot. And in verse 4, Simon the Zealot and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. The second and third group, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, Thaddeus, Simon, and Judas, only Matthew and Judas are mentioned anywhere else in Matthew. Matthew mentions himself, the calling of Matthew, earlier. And then Judas, of course, will show later when he betrays Jesus. Simon is referred to as the Zealot. And that was a political group, basically, that was uh, very nationalistic in their view of, of things. And, and Judas is listed as Judas Iscariot. And there's been a lot of debate and a lot of ideas floated around on what Iscariot means. It's not his last name, but it could mean man of Kerioth. Kerioth is a town. It could be a transliteration of the Latin word Sicarius, which is a zealot kind of movement. It could mean man of Jericho. It could be a transliteration of a, the aromatic word Sicario, which means betrayal. It could mean Judas the dryer, an occupation, or Judas the redhead. Most popular ones are man of Kerioth, meaning that's where his family is from, the town of Kerioth. So it's Judas of Kerioth, or this transliteration of the Latin word Sicarius, which is some kind of movement. We don't know. And so we refer to him as Judas Iscariot. Now, what's the takeaway from all this? We have the actual list of these men, and Jesus is organizing them and sending them out on this mission. But an interesting thing here is the shift. At this point, they've just been followers. They've been more like students learning, just soaking up the teaching that he gives them. Now they're stepping up to actual participants in Jesus's ministry. 
where we see them now being given the authority to do the things that Jesus has been doing. Next time we'll see them taking on the preaching ministry also. So this shift from just people learning things as followers of Jesus to actually participating in the ministry of Jesus. That's something for us to remember as followers of Jesus. That doesn't just mean students learning things about Jesus, but actual participants in the very ministry of Jesus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.